The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 4. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks to God. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. My most valuable kitchen appliance is my KitchenAid stand mixer. It costs me a bundle. But I will use it until it literally dies because it blends ingredients together so beautifully. And it has five different speeds, three different attachments, and two size bowls. But even though I love my mixer, that is not what is the focus today. So how are things truly blended together? Combining many things into one brings to mind my attempts at meal preparation during my first year of marriage. It was 1974, and though I cooked dinner every night, trying to decide which meats and vegetables to serve was usually a mystery. Knowing what ingredients to blend together was not something that came easily to me, and it was the year of the casseroles. <laughs> My husband, David, was extremely supportive in always eating the food that I placed before him. I remember several creative casseroles that I put on the table, and he ate it, and he always pretended that it was really good. But then I ate it, and I'm like, <coughs> I'm not eating this, and I didn't. But one in particular was a broccoli casserole that called for crumbled blue cheese. Well, I didn't have any crumbled blue cheese in my refrigerator, and I did not have time to run to the store so I, said, I decided to substitute blue cheese 
dressing. It was a disaster. So bad that even David, in his loving efforts, could not fake that it was edible. Cooking was a skill that I had to learn step by step. But baking, baking came more naturally to me. In fact, I was only eight years old when I started making my first cookie. It was a stovetop recipe of chocolate and sugar and butter and milk and oats. And if I didn't cook it long enough, the cookies didn't get hard. And then I had to scrape them off of the wax paper. And that began my journey of desserts. And some folks say that baking is my gift. Well, each of us has something that we can be known for. We all have gifts to offer. Today's scripture and our lesson make two main references. The scripture refers to Jesus' being anointed by the Spirit of the Lord, and our lesson refers to many parts composing one body. Jesus makes it clear that his being anointed is very important. And we get the sense that it is indeed a holy act. We don't use the word anoint very often, so let's look more closely. In biblical times, being anointed with oil was used in religious ceremonies. It was also used as medicine and for grooming and refreshments, and even in burial traditions. The Hebrew term for anoint meant to smear with oil blended with fine spices according to a specific formula that was prescribed by the Lord. Kings, priests, and prophets were anointed outwardly with oil to symbolize the profound spiritual reality that God's presence was with them and his favor was upon them. In the Old Testament, while David was still a young shepherd, God told the prophet Samuel to anoint him to become king over Israel. And from that day forward, the Spirit of the Lord rested powerfully upon David's life. In our gospel for today, Jesus Christ reveals himself as our anointed king, priest, and prophet. He is God's holy and chosen son, the Messiah, which literally means anointed. And he was anointed to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus was set and fully capable 
to fulfill all that had been placed upon him. We, however, are not able to single-handedly accomplish such gigantic undertakings. We have to work together, and we are called to work together for the good of all people. An example of this is illustrated well in a folktale that was first printed in 1720, but dates back to the 1500s, and it is entitled Stone Soup. Once upon a time, there was a great famine. The people in one small village did not have enough to eat, and they definitely did not have enough to store away for the winter. They were afraid that their families would go hungry, so they hid the small amount of food that they did have. They hid it from even their friends and their neighbors. One day, a wandering soldier came into their village, and he asked different people that he met where he might get a bite to eat and a place to sleep for the night. There's not a bite to eat in the whole county, they told him. You better keep moving on. Oh, but I have everything I need. I have it right here, he said. In fact, I'd like to share some stone soup with you. He pulled a big black cooking pot out of his wagon. He filled it with water, and he built a fire under it. Then he reached slowly into his knapsack, and he pulled out a plain gray stone, and he dropped it in the water. By now, hearing about the magic stone had caused the villagers to come out of their homes and gather around him. So he, he sniffs the soup, he licks his lips, and he goes, Ooh, mm, I do love a tasty stone soup. But you know, Stone soup with cabbage? <clears throat> That's even better. Well, one of the villagers left the group, ran to his home, came back saying, I got a cabbage here. And he gave it to the soldier and he cut it up and he put it in the pot. Then the soldier said, Ah, oh, you know, one time I had stone soup with cabbage and a bit of beef. Ooh, it was wonderful. Well, the butcher said, I think I've got some beef scraps. So he ran to his shop. Well, while he ran, the rest of the villagers thought about what they had. They ran to their homes. And all of a sudden, the butcher was handing beef scraps to put in the pot. And then there was potatoes and onions and carrots and celery and soon this huge cooking pot was bubbling and steaming and sent out an aroma 
that waffled through the village. When the soup was ready, everyone in the village had a bowl, and it was delicious. The villagers offered the soldier money and other treasures for this magic stone, but he refused to sell it. He did have quite a few offers for a cot to sleep on that night, but the next morning he was on his way. This traveler, this soldier, came as a mysterious stranger, and yet he changed an entire village by one act of helping them learn to share their gifts. Their soup was not made of all beef or all vegetables or all broth, but rather each villager contributed a single gift to the soup and blended together. The soup was complete and delicious. God works in mysterious ways in our lives, and in the world. And I believe that he wants us to each of us to be an ingredient in doing his work with our gifts. We heard the folktale recipe for stone soup, but there's also a religious version. And that came to me while I was writing the sermon. It is the combining of gifts that we, as members and friends of St. John's, possess, and it's used for the glory of God in meeting the needs of all people. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus, as the Son of God, could do all things. He could preach, teach, heal, perform miracles, and when he prayed, he prayed from his heart in full faith that the Father God Almighty was listening and would respond. A first reaction to this would normally be, well, <laughs> we're not Jesus. But friends, we are. We are Jesus. We are called to be Jesus to our family, to our friends, to our community, to our neighbors, to our world. And collectively, being Jesus to others is a lot like stone soup in that we use our gifts to the glory of God to grow his kingdom. Just as a recipe blends all ingredients together to produce one final product. In Christ, God has made us one. We are his creation. At St. John's, we have our own recipe for stone soup, and these are several of its main ingredients. Pastor Rose Woolley, who brings the gifts of shepherding, of leadership, of preaching, of pastoral care, 
and is, so to speak, the head chef of our congregation. Rob DeRocher brings the gift of sacred music to our worship. Taylor Hutchins brings the gift of technical expertise. Dr. Larry Cartner, our council president, brings the gift of leadership. Mark Lewis, our leader for the G2G campaign, brings the gift of finance. Bill Seyfried, a natural-born greeter, brings the gift of hospitality. Mike Agee brings the gift of engineering. Celia Jarrett brings the gift of a beautiful soprano voice. And Corinne Malden, chair of worship and music, brings the gifts of responsibility and service. And I know there are countless others in our congregation. Every person here and those listening have a gift to share, and every gift is needed. We are all the broth, the vegetables, the meat, and the spices that blended together will nourish ourselves and our community. Luckily, all we are asked is to share our gifts because our divine chef, Jesus Christ, makes it food that will nourish the world. Christ feeds us with his very body and blood, and that is the substance of our faith. Amen. <laughs>